Hello and welcome to, I guess, the intro episode because I'm calling episode one my first interview that I do with my Aunt Peggy, Peggy Miles. Um, But I thought it would be really cool to record an intro video explaining who I am and what I do and why I started this podcast series. So my name's Nicole Wingard and I live in Houston, Texas. Oh, am I about to just, I'm just about to rattle some facts about my life. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) Um, and I love coffee and I compete in pageants. I'm an Irish dancer. Um, I drive a stick shift. I don't know if people really care to know these personal things about myself, but okay. I shared them anyways. So, um, I am going to tell you a story about my life and, um, one that has been really difficult for me to share since it happened. Um, and I actually kind of had an epiphany God moment, uh, in March on a Tuesday morning in March of this year where I felt called to be vulnerable, uh, which if you know me is very, very hard for me to do. It's like not the most fun thing in the world, um, <laughs> for myself or probably for a lot of people. I think that's a universal thing. Just being vulnerable is hard. Um, but I, in hopes of sharing my story, I want to connect with either other human beings who have gone through the same thing I have, or if you haven't specifically gone through my life experiences, you follow the Rise Above series and you listen to the episodes and relate to or take something out of the various guests that I will have. So I guess I, I'll start at the beginning. It's like it's like that Disney movie back at the beginning, uh, and sh- like in Chicken Little when the very beginning of the story. Um, oh man, okay. I can't make any Chicken Little references in this. That's for, for context, it's a family joke that we have. And um, it's, it's my dad and I's and my sister's movie. Like growing up, I swear, every single weekend we watch that movie, it just would not get old. So I love Chicken Little. I make a lot of references to it. And um, let's see how many I can fit in. I'm just kidding. That is so weird. I won't do that. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll just a, a brief overview of my life. I was homeschooled and um, I lived pretty sheltered life for many, many years, probably until I was 19. And then um, I said, I want to venture off into the world and be my own person. My Both my older sisters had gone to college relatively close, lived at home and just commuted. And I said, no, I... I'm going to go to New York. And um, turns out New York is like a trillion dollars. And um, I could I did not raise enough money to afford my for myself to go there. So can it go there? So the next best option was Texas Tech, which is those are polar opposites. Truly, it's not even on the same universe at all. But um, yeah, I ended up going to Texas Tech and it was pretty shocking. 
Um, I remember my freshman year just being exposed to a lot of things I'd never been exposed to and making a lot of decisions that were not the best for my life in large part in an effort to fit in. Um, That's a story for another time. But while we're here, um, what happened to me was I was raped my at the end of my freshman year. It was uh, the last week of school, if not second to last week of school. And um, that was a jarring experience for me for a couple of reasons. One, I truly didn't think it was in the realm of possibilities to happen to me. You know, I th- right? Like, I feel like as people, we kind of operate in this, well, I could get in a car accident. That could happen. I do get in my car every day. I'd rather that could happen. Or, you know, I could trip and fall because I'm clumsy. But, you know, you don't think that you're going to be eaten by a shark walking on a sidewalk. That's just so improbable because sharks don't belong on sidewalks. Right? So that's kind of that's kind of what that was. And I, I remember after it happened, um, I didn't know what to do. I called my best friend, Keegan. Shout out Keegan. Love her. Um, and she walked me through what I should do, get a plan B and, um, and handle the situation. And, um, yeah, so I did. And then I pretended like it didn't happen and it would, it would come out. It would rear its ugly head. You know, you go through a terrible experience, very traumatizing experience and it's going to come out. Right. So I would, I would have occasional episode ish where I would get really upset and cry. And, um, it was rare. It would happen maybe every couple of months. Um, but for the most part, I, um, I'm not a big feeler, feels, feelings person. I'm kind of, um, I, I don't, I'm not that I'm hardcore or anything <laughs> like, oh, Nicole is just so hardcore, but I just don't love feelings. I'd rather talk about facts and, um, and to me, feelings make you weak. Uh, is that due to my parents' military background and um, growing up? And probably a little bit. And we didn't talk about feelings growing up. That was just not a thing that we did. And so um, I didn't know how to work through this thing that had happened to me. And um, I figured the best thing to do was to put on positivity and choose positivity. And um, almost like grunt my way through it. Like, you will be happy, Nicole, right? Is <laughs> basically what I did. So I actually ended up creating a program through the Big Brothers Big Sisters organization called The Power of Positivity. And at this time, I decided to join the wonderful world of pageantry. Um, shout out Miss Sex's organization. I love them. They're so awesome. Um, it's great, great organization for women. And I aligned my program and and made it my social impact and um and did work with them and ran this event for kids and it was so awesome. I taught them positive self-talk and um and I taught them the importance of loving who they are and speaking kindly to themselves. And um Oh, Lord, she's getting emotional. Someone shut her down. 
<laughs> sorry, just a little lump in the throat. Um, well, at the same time, I couldn't love who I was. I could not do it. I mean, I just, and it's, it's crazy how at the time now, I didn't know I had such intense self-loathing, but I just had so much shame and guilt. And, um, it's so funny throughout my life. People have, have said to me, Nicole, you're so beautiful. Or I'm like, "Hmm." I'm just kidding. Um, but, oh, you know, you're so sweet. You're so nice. Like, I forget one girl. She was like, it's almost like you don't see that in yourself. And, um, I thought in my head, I was like, little do you know, actually I don't, I, um, I, I have a really hard time seeing my own worth and value. And for three years, I operated that way. And I, I did, I ran this great program. I really enjoyed it. I really did. It was so, it was so good. And, um, I hopefully touched a lot of, of younger girls' lives in Lubbock, where I where I ran it at elementary schools. And last May, before I graduated college, I decided to tell my mom what had happened because I hadn't even told my mom. I had told a handful of people, so some of my friends knew, and um, yeah, but not my mom. I was really nervous to tell her. You know, I, I think that that kind of goes with the blame and the shame aspect of rape and sexual assault in the culture that we've created around that topic. And so I told her and that that was a really good thing for me to do. And it was really hard, but it was almost the first step, I think, to achieving true joy and healing. Um, but it was the first step and I still had a really long way to go. Um, and then I just kept going and, um, you know, we had a great conversation and I told her and, uh, then it went back into the tiny little box that I shove deep, deep, deep down where I don't have to think about it or, uh, feel any type of way about it. And, um, I thought so many times about going to a therapist, but I just really struggled. I was like, no, I can't go to a therapist. Talk about my feelings for an hour. That just sucks. It sounds like it's just terrible. Um, I prefer the term life coach now. I think uh, actually idea, we just change the name therapist and call it a life coach because if you're like me and you struggle with the idea of seeing a therapist, then it just – lessens the blow, I think. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I competed at Miss, and Miss Texas is woven into my story just because it's, um, it's such a great platform. It really allows women to advocate and share things that they're passionate about. So I competed at Miss Texas last year and um, I decided to compete again. This is my third year going back so excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, and I was brainstorming. I won Miss Frisco. So I am currently Miss Frisco and brainstorming with my directors. And I told them, I told them and I, and we even toyed around with the idea. Should I share this? Should I become an advocate for sexual assault and share my story? And I said, absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. There, you could not pay me enough money for people to know that about me because here's the situation. I love looking like I'm perfect. I love it. I have a beautiful Instagram. Um, I post nice photos. It looks like I go and do fun things all the time. And for that not to be my image was just an idea that I I was adamantly against. And so I, we shut it down. And I'm like, I'm going to keep working with big brothers, big sisters. I'm going to run my positivity program and maybe we'll pivot into a business side and I'll help young women equip them with business uh, tools. And so I had all these grand ideas. And then that Tuesday morning, just a few months ago in March, um, I was doing my makeup and I wouldn't say I'm an, I'm an overly spiritual person. I think if anything, I probably have a hard time connecting emotionally just because I am more methodical. If you have not been able to tell with the whole, I'm not going to go to therapy thing. And I hate feelings, <laughs> but, but I am. And, um, so I, I've struggled a bit in my spiritual journey with being able to connect emotionally to um, Christianity or God or, you know, because that, that's the religion that I identify with and live my life by. And yeah, I'm just putting mascara. I think it was on my right eye. And I had this image of me sharing what happened with young women women my age, specifically sororities, like going on to a university and um, talking to a sorority. And it was so, oh, it was so intense. It was, it was not like anything I really experienced before where it was so obvious that God was saying, you need to do this. No ifs, ands, or buts, Nicole. Don't make excuses. You know, I'm so headstrong. And I was like, no, no, I've said it before. No, I this is not something I want to share. And I felt God telling me that I needed to, and that I needed to put aside this fear I have of what people think about me and that people are judging me or criticizing me, whatever it might be. And, um, do it to even just impact the life of one other woman. Um, I truly think that if I impact the life of one other woman or man, yes, both of them, men and women, <laughs> it will have been worth it because I think what, you know, what, what I was being asked is to be vulnerable, to invite a space for other people. And let me tell you, from that moment, from that Tuesday morning, when I have become more open about sharing what happened to me, the amount of women, I have not met any men yet, but I probably will as I continue advocating for this and, um, and, and sharing my story that I have connected with that are, were, were friends, people I knew, or they, my friend's siblings who, who shared a similar story of something similar that had happened to them. It is, let me tell y'all, it is so prevalent. It is, rape culture is so prevalent. One in five women, 
one in five women. I've read a few statistics that say one in four. And I don't even think those are right because people don't speak up. They don't. I didn't speak up. I was too scared. I didn't speak up for three years. And and so, and, and I think in large part, it's because we've created a culture of shame and um, victim blaming, you know, where we, we blame the woman um, or the man that it happened to. And um, I think back to being 19 years old and feeling so alone that this had happened to me and this scary, terrible thing that I didn't want anyone to know. And I think about how powerful it would have been if I had seen a 23-year-old me, you know, if there had been a me, quote unquote, that had come and spoken at my chapter and my sorority and given a testimony of this happened to me, but it doesn't have to, but it doesn't define me. It doesn't have to define you because that's, that's what happened for the rest of college is that it defined me and I saw myself as less of a human being, that I was not worthy. I put myself in terrible situations with men because I did not think I was worthy of being treated better than what I was. And I mean, not just relationships affects so many other parts of your life, of my life. Um, yeah, just how, how impactful that would have been. And so really, I think that's my mission. That's kind of my vision that I see is I want to be on universities and go talk to sororities and fraternities because I, I think this is where in large part the problem stems from. Um, obviously, there. I mean, there's so many opportunities to go speak at events and speak at organizations because it is, I mean, it's it, it's outside rape culture and, and sexual assault exists outside of university life, but it's such a good place to start because it is so, it happens so often there. Um, and then this Rise Above podcast that I started, my goal is to empower people in their lives to not let really difficult, terrible circumstances define who they are. Because for three years, I survived just to get through stuff. And I, I don't want to survive in my life. I want to thrive. I want to wake up every morning and love who I am. You know, I, I want to, I don't want to put myself in a box. Like I, I want to be able to go and achieve anything I want because I truly believe I'm the coolest, most awesome chick I know. And I truly think that you can only achieve that liberation and that feeling of who you are is, um, is when you rise above whatever it is that happened in your life. I mean, I seriously am interviewing the coolest people. My Aunt Peg went through cancer twice, lost the ability to have kids. Um, I interviewed this super awesome dude. His name's Andres. Grew up in extreme poverty because his family immigrated from Bogota, Colombia to Nebraska. Um, Trista, her 18-month-old died in front of her because of a really scary accident and just so powerful. There's these really powerful, powerful stories that I think anyone can relate to. Um, you know, if you didn't go through sexual assault, but maybe you went through a divorce 
um, or you watched your parents go through a divorce or you were bullied or you experienced racism. I mean, there's just every single one of us is given our own circumstances that we have to live through. And the question is, what will you do with them? What kind of person are you going to be? Are you going to be someone that rises above or are you going to let it define who you are? and put yourself in a box. And I did that for too many years. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want to rise above. And um, and that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm working on. And the first step, I think, is being vulnerable. The first step is talking to someone. Actually, that small plug. Whenever I go talk to schools, I have an acronym, TLC, three, my three tools that I equip people with to help them rise above. Talk to someone, learn to affirm, self-affirmations. They're huge. They're powerful. And connect with community. And um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I have to say. I think that that is it. (laughs) But yeah, it's awesome and it's fun. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear these episodes. I've had a lot of fun recording them. And, um, it's also, it's so scary doing new things. I, I hate being bad at things. I hate it. Seriously. And that's why new things are so scary for me to try sometimes because failure is hard and, um, having crappy audio or like a bad camera or just, you know, I don't, I don't have great tools to do this, but I'm doing it. So, you know, you got something you want to do, just do it because, there's no better time than now. That was so cheesy, but but it's true. It's true. So welcome to the Rise Above series. I hope that you stay and um, have fun listening to the first episode. I will see y'all later.